Hi there, this is Sarah. I'm so glad to be here and to share how sleep and nutrition actually affect the brain and its ability to learn. I feel like most of us understand that sleep and nutrition are important in our lives. Um, You know, that's something we hear all the time. But knowing the why behind this idea is something that's not as well known or even easily grasped. Okay, there are some key components to ensuring our bodies are in fact getting specific nutrients that enable a sharp mind. And this information, you know, that's what I'm going to go over. It it's relevant to any age and it it starts at the foundational years of a brand new baby and and applies all the way up to old age. And we know that we we take the knowledge that we gain here on earth with us when we move on to the next life. So ultimately, it's up to us to learn all that we can to best take care of our bodies. And, and in doing that for ourselves, it's enabling our minds to learn to their fullest capacity. The topic of sleep and nutrition, um, especially in relation to, to mental health, attention span, and learning capacity, really fascinates me. Um, I've been in the classroom teaching various grade levels for nine years now, and, and I witness that correlation of sleep and nutrition and, and how it affects children's ability to focus and progress. And interestingly enough, um, I can actually look back now and see that I was one of those students who struggled with attention span and, and cognitive self-regulation. Um, talking about the nutrition side of it, I can look back and make connections to my health growing up and, and my school age years. Um, from, from the time I was born and, and all through my childhood, I'm told I was always in the doctor's office for chronic ear infections, having a runny nose all the time. I had asthma and, and many other health problems just in general. I, I also struggled focusing in school and academics. And so fast forward to a few years ago as an adult, I hit rock bottom with my physical health, um, as well as my mental state. And, and I had to seek help and figure something out. Um, I learned that I had severe food intolerances and, and other health problems due to having leaky gut syndrome and, and some other um, factors that were going on. And, and through this fairly recent knowledge that I've gained, um, I've learned so much more about gut health and, and how... Um, it likely correlated with my frequent illness as a child and as well as my academic struggles as a, as a student. Because um, those struggles didn't just stop once I got out of elementary school. I mean, it was all the way up um, through high school and college. I had to really work hard um, and and learn strategies to kind of work around um, my my inability to focus very well and, and my memory problem. I, I just, I had a lot of brain fog and I had to learn how to work around that and, and work extra hard. Um, you, you may have heard about the gut 
um, and how sometimes it's referred to as our second brain. Okay. Um, so the enteric nervous system or our, our second brain is actually what governs the function of the gastrointestinal tract. Um, and so that is linked directly to digestion, to mood, health, and, and even the way we think. So if you think about it, if, if our gut is off track, then the communication with our, the brain in our head can be weak. Um, and this may explain why I had such a hard time learning as a child and even all the way up into my young adult years. Um, I had a very unhealthy digestive system and that led to impaired memory and, and it hindered my academic progression. Um, of course, there were other factors as well, um, but um, that was kind of one of the main ones I wanted to focus on today is is the academic part of it. Um, in America, we we live in a society where carbs and sugars are, are very prominent. Okay, so so many kids are being taught through example that eating pasta and pizza all the time is okay, um, even though we as adults may not we may know it's not okay, um, but because we do it, um, they are going to perceive it as it's normal and accepted. And um, you think about it, you know, anytime we're celebrating something, we go out for ice cream. Um, we have teachers giving out candy for completing certain tasks or, um, children going to birthday parties and coming home on a sugar high. Uh, you've got sports teams who hand out the treats at the end of the game, um, and sugary drinks, you know, so, so we're just, we're surrounded by all these carbs and sugars and, um, Interestingly enough, those are the things that are causing a lot of inflammation in our bodies, which is hindering um, any nutrients we do um, ingest. It's hindering us from being able to really absorb that nutrients. Um, now, you know, in our society, I mentioned we eat a lot of pasta and pizza and things like that. Um, but what we are really lacking is something so key to our our brain health. Um and, and I'm talking about our, our, the brain in our head, okay? not our gut brain, <laughs> um, not our second brain. Um, what we're lacking is protein. Okay. Protein is huge when it comes to our brains. And, and I'm not saying that we need to eat protein excessively, of course. Um, but I'm saying that, you know, looking at the typical American diet, we likely don't eat enough of it due to the traditional American dishes. Okay. Um, when it comes to having a healthy brain, eating protein and healthy fats are probably the two most important things that we can do for it. Um, proteins are our building blocks for our neurotransmitters, which are our brain chemicals. Okay. So, um, our brains desperately need protein in order to function the way that it is designed to. Um, now, I'm going to talk specifically about protein and then address um, healthy fats um, in a little bit here because they're both essential to cell membranes in the brain, okay? Um, proteins, let's start with proteins. Um, they are large molecules that are made up of amino acids. And amino acids, they are the building blocks of the protein itself, okay? So so once the amino acids um, go, well... One of the amino acids within a protein is, is called tryptophan, okay? 
Um, you've probably heard of this word, tryptophan. Um, it's usually used in the context of getting sleepy after eating a Thanksgiving turkey. Um, now, while it's true that tryptophan can have that effect when we eat turkey, especially when combined with carbs, um, we need to also understand the powerful yet undernoticed role of tryptophan in our bodies. Okay, tryptophan is actually what converts into serotonin. Um, serotonin is a chemical that contributes to feelings of happiness and well-being. Okay, so super important, right? Um, along with that, though, um, it has other functions as well. Okay, the serotonin's biological function actually helps regulate, get this, helps regulate cognition, learning, and memory. Okay, so serotonin is important for so many reasons, not just for our, our well-being and happiness, um, but also um, the actual learning part, okay? Um, now, now, going back to our gut, interestingly enough, around 90% of the body's serotonin is actually made in the digestive tract, okay? That's in our second brain, in our gut. Um, so... I hope that we're starting to recognize the importance of having a healthy digestive system, okay? If, if our gut is not happy, it's not going to be able to absorb all this great serotonin that we need to function, okay? Um, we need it for the memory and the cognition factors. Um, being deficient in tryptophan can lead to lower ser serotonin levels, which is probably where I was as a child in the classroom. Um, so, you know, it's not just about the brain in our head, but also the gut, you know, the gut and our brain need to be working hand in hand. Um, and, and we can optimize our health overall when we actually tap into our digestive tracts and provide what they need. Um, and of course, diet is key. So tryptophan enters our bodies when we're eating things like red meat, nuts, salmon, spinach, um, things like that. Um, so it's not just turkey that has tryptophan, okay? <laughs> um, now, um, I'll go back to my the second key. So protein was the first key to um, having a healthy brain. And then the second key would be the essential fatty acids that we need, okay? Um, this is to help ensure that optimal learning and focus can happen. Um, our brain is actually 60 to 70% fat, okay? 60 to 70% fat. Um, so, so we need to be bringing fats into our body. Um, it's, it's necessary. And I'm not just talking about those unhealthy fats. Um, we need the good fatty acids. Um, you've probably heard of um, omega-3s before. Um, you can get those from foods like avocados, flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, fish. Um, so those are your omega-3s. Um, your healthy fatty acids. And, and if we aren't getting enough of these essential fats, then the nutrients can't get in as easily. Therefore, it leads to brain fog. It leads to memory loss, cognitive impairment, okay? Um, eating omega-3s improves our memory. It improves our moods, our mental state, our cognitive abilities, and so, so much more. Um, and and even as a side note, I'm just going to throw this little tidbit in there. Um, 
eating omega-3s, it actually, it also increases metabolism, which helps with weight loss. So um, if you can be eating these omega-3s without um, consuming um, the more unhealthy foods, processed foods, sugars, if you can really have a healthy diet and making sure that you're eating a lot of omega-3s, your body will be able to do what you're asking it to. It will be able to heal. It will be able to lose fat, build muscle. Um, anyway, so many benefits to ensuring that you have the, uh, the right amount of fatty acids. Okay. Um, our brain chemicals, they, they really are based on, on what we eat. So if we're only eating pasta and pizza all the time, our body's not getting the necessary fuel it needs to function properly. And, and I see this in my classroom every day, more and more with students. Um, if anything, it's getting worse, uh, because of, um, other factors such as, um, artificial coloring in foods or high amounts of sugars or lack of sleep. Um, it, it all affects academics, um, and as, as well as behaviors. Okay. So overall nutrition, um, as I've watched my own diet the last few years and experimented with foods, I've noticed a dramatic increase in my ability to focus and, and actually soak up what I'm learning. It has been the coolest thing. Um, I wish so badly that I had this knowledge as a child. Um, I remember, so sad, I remember going with my mom to parent-teacher conferences as a child. And in front of me, I would hear the teacher say, Oh, Sarah is such a quiet and good girl, but she is just so forgetful. If Sarah would just focus and get her work turned in, she would be fine. And... You know, then they'd proceed to show my mom all the zeros I had on my report card and all the poor grades I had. And, um, and of course, this doll did not help my self-esteem or and other factors in life. Um, you know, and as I grew older, I slowly learned those strategies, like I said earlier, around my so-called spaciness. Um, but it was a major struggle. Um, so it's kind of validating now to know that okay, maybe I am okay and I, I am capable of learning. Um, but really as a child, I didn't think I was. And, um, now that I've researched this and, and I know this, I, oh man, I am such a believer that knowledge is power and, and knowing this information and experiencing what it's like to struggle in school, it only motivates me that much more to spread the word as much as I can. So that other students don't go through those, those feelings of, um, you know, low self-esteem and whatnot. Um, I just want to quickly mention, um, now, now I've researched and, and several studies show overall that nutritional status can directly affect mental capacity, um, especially in school-aged children. Okay. So I guess an example of that would be, um, so would be iron deficiency. Um, even in the early stages of iron deficiency, that can, um, negatively impact cognition due to the decrease of dopamine transmission. Um, there are other deficiencies in vitamins and minerals that are shown to inhibit cognitive abilities and mental concentration. So concentration, you know, like where I was, I, I, I struggled focusing. Um, and then another interesting finding is that amino acid and carbohydrate supplementation can actually improve perception, intuition, and reasoning. I mean, wow. Okay. There are tons of studies showing that making healthy food choices influence the cognitive ability and intelligence levels of children. 
And if we can understand that ourselves and then implement it with those that we know, with our loved ones, with and, you know, spread that word, um, we can really um, help the children in our schools and, and the children in our lives um, in so many more ways than just academics. Um, we're, we're helping build them um, as confident individuals and, and, and learning how to really take care of their bodies so that they can reach their, their highest potential. And, and essentially that's our goal is um, to reach our, our potential and to become more like God and um, in doing these things and taking care of our bodies, um, we'll be able to get that much closer to that goal. I'm going to switch gears a little bit now and focus more on how our gut health affects our mental health and well-being. Now, I had heard of gut health and leaky gut syndrome for a couple years before I truly understood what they meant. And before I get too far into explaining this, um, I first want to make sure it's understood um, that the main purpose of our small intestine in the digestive process is to absorb nutrients and minerals from food. Our small intestine is so, so important. It plays a huge role in our bodies. Leaky gut is, is almost exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's a condition where the lining of our small intestine, once again, the small intestine is what absorbs that, those nutrients from the food that we eat. And, um, what happens is our small in- the lining of our small intestine becomes damaged when we have leaky gut. Um, and this leads to undigested food particles, toxic waste products, and bacteria, um, and other things to leaking through the intestines and, and floods the bloodstream of our bodies. And when this is happening, you can only imagine what it's putting our body through. It affects Oh man, it affects so many things. You know, it affects our mood, our health, the way we think, the way we process everything. And, oh, I wish I I had known about the importance of our gut health sooner because I could have prevented a lot of ailments for myself and for my family. Um, I, I just did not understand a lot of this until a few years back. As I grew into my adult years, I developed clinical depression and anxiety. Um, I, you know, I thought at first, oh, it was just a phase, you know, and, and you'll get over it. And, and I actually went a few years. Um, and, and during this time, the, the symptoms grew worse until they got to the point where I was almost completely debilitated by them. And, and of course I was in, in denial. Um, I, I did not want to go on medication and, and, you know, I had lots of opinions. Um, but it, it did get to the point where something needed to be done. And, and so I sought help and I, I, got on some, some medication and that did help take the edge off. Um, however, I still didn't feel like myself, you know, um, (laughs) it, it was better than the alternative, but I did try to gradually get off of it. Um, but even then I, I couldn't seem to manage the levels of depression and anxiety on my own. Um, and I, I tried multiple avenues to resolve my struggles, but, um, I didn't find much success. Um, 
During this time, my health grew worse. I had different surgeries, different treatments, things um, that I was trying to do to to improve my health. But it was so my health was so poor that I felt like I was slowly withering away. Literally, um, that no, I felt there was no doctor that could help me, um, and it was a pretty terrible and, and terrifying feeling actually, um, that I was embarrassed to share with others. Um, and of course the health problems didn't help my mental state. And, and now I look back and I see that they absolutely went hand in hand. Um, I, I eventually found a specialist who, um, ended up running uh, a lot of different tests, uh, and looking at all my different levels, my vitamins, minerals, hormone levels, thyroid, everything. And it turned out, oh man, it's almost like anything that could have been wrong was (laughs) wrong. Um, uh, My my gut health was just pretty shot. Um, It turned out that I had several um, severe food intolerances, major hormone imbalance, vitamin deficiencies. Um, uh, I, I had Hashimoto's thyroid disease, you know, all these things that I had no clue about. And, um, it was actually really scary learning the direction that I was headed in life. Um, however, having the results and, and facts in front of me, I mean, this is all testing and, and blood work and, and different, different ways to test. And, um, it actually helped validate what I was going through. Um, I almost like you know, there's not something wrong with me there. There's legitimately something going on with my body. That's not allowing me to feel normal. Um, and so after learning these results, I had no problem doing exactly what the doctor told me to do. Okay. So I, I not only removed the offending foods uh, from my sensitivities, but I also eliminated sugar. I eliminated almost all processed foods from my diet. Um, and I, I really worked hard on my health. And, and after only a couple weeks, I started feeling the inflammation in my body dissipating. My brain fog started to clear and I, I felt better than I had in years for the first time. Um, and, and through the support of a doctor who specializes in gut health specifically, um, he, he really helped me, um, be able to figure out what I needed to do. Um, I was eventually able to get off uh, over time. Uh, I was able to get off of my anxiety medication and I've been so fortunate now because right now I'm merely using diet to maintain my levels. Um, and it's just incredible to me the the effect that our, our gut has on our, on our health overall, mental health, physical health, everything. Um, and there's some interesting findings actually. Um, there's an MD, J, I'm not sure exactly how to say it, J. Pasricha. He's an MD, um, and he's the director of the John Hopkins Center for Neurogastronology. And he has found some revolutionary results from research that is a completely different take on mental health and its relation to our gut. Um, he said that that for decades, researchers and doctors thought that anxiety and depression contributed to those those big emotional shifts of people who were dealing with health problems like irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, upset stomach, you know, those digestive tract issues. Um, 
But through these studies that John Hopkins has done, and, and along with, oh man, many, many other research studies, um, they show that it may also be the other way around even. So researchers are finding that finding evidence that irritation in our gut or our gastrointestinal system um, may send signals to the central nervous system that actually triggers mood changes. Hey, super fascinating. So it's not just stress that's causing the digestive issues for people, but it could be the other way around. Um, and the digestive issues are, are what's causing the anxiety and whatnot. So that just, it resonates with me. Um, these new findings may explain why um, even a higher than normal percentage of people with IBS and functional bowel problems actually develop depression and anxiety. Um, having a healthy gut is just, it's one of those keys to maintaining healthy mood levels. And and through a simple and careful act of diet changes, um, I've been released from most of my struggles with anxiety and depression. And, and I, you know, I've noticed that if I do steer away from the healthy foods, the signs of depression and anxiety do um, creep in again. And even the lack of focus, um, the brain fog sets in again. And, you know, it all just kind of rolls downhill from there. And, and it takes me a little bit to get back on track. So um, it's just, I've learned that healthy eating is a reality for me. It's a way of life for me. And because of that, though, I mean, because of these healthy choices that I'm almost forced to make, um, it has absolutely improved my quality of life. And so I'm grateful for that knowledge that I have um, of nutrition and, and, and sleep and, and the effects that they have on my overall well-being. Connecting these experiences of my own gut health and my brain with academics and mental well-being I've learned that food really is medicine. Um, I mentioned earlier that I saw improvements within only two weeks of changing what I was eating. And, and those small improvements that I had just changed my world. Um, my body was telling me that it was good. So I continued on that track and it has taken a couple years to truly heal. Um, I, I don't want to give the impression that within two weeks I was better. Um, absolutely not. Of course it takes work. It takes time for our guts to heal. Um, but it was so encouraging to know that I was doing what's right for my body. Um, and, and I'm still to this day continuing to figure out my, my health and what's best for me. And, and I think it's important to find out what the truth is for ourselves, for our, for our own bodies. We all have different needs, such as vitamin deficiencies and whatnot. Um, and, and just because the current fad is to say, let's say drink celery juice every day, um, that does not mean that that's what your body specifically needs. There are a lot of quote-unquote traditions of health that are out there and concepts we've been taught about what health is such as watching our calorie intake and exercising but really more often than not that's not the focus our bodies need once we can get out of that mindset of traditional thinking and once we can target what our bodies are actually lacking then we can move forward from there and reach optimal health. 
this process, um, even though it, it can be difficult at times, it absolutely helps lead us to happiness. We know that we grow stronger and become happier after o- overcoming hard things. And I know that we feel joy when we are nourishing our bodies like we need to. It, it feels right. It's what God has asked us to do. And what we allow into our bodies is a choice that we make each day. And by making the right choices, or even just more right choices, especially when you're just learning, um, the connection with God and the eternal perspective of becoming stewards over our body, it only becomes stronger and enables us to learn what true joy really is. We are the start of a movement. We do the things worth doing. We know this is our moment. So we are.